the college basketball experience, North Carolina Tar Heels, 2022, 23 season preview episode on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by WinBet. bet a hundred dollars at WinBet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. Hey, this is John Sally and you listen to S G P N let it ride. season preview episode. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and. Um... I don't have stress and I'm healthy. Ho, 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 ho. The season's right around the corner, folks. Subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. Remember, we're also on YouTube. Subscribe. We are together with the College Football Experience on YouTube. So go to youtube.com slash the college experience. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for I had to bring on a Duke guy for a Carolina pod, but if you listen to the college <laughs> basketball experience for a, a you know years. Years upon years, he's been a, a, a footprint within this uh, within this college basketball podcast. So, give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving, former former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's going on, guys? Uh, I mean, and look, with third guy in the booth, I had to bring on a Carolina fan. You know what I mean? If we're going to have a Balance Duke guy on here, people are going to unsubscribe. You know. You know. <laughs> here. So give it up for, I mean, host of the NBA Gambling Podcast, host of the WNBA Gambling Podcast. He's awesome. You can hear him on the NFL Gambling Podcast. Anywhere he lays his hat is his home, but he started here on the college basketball experience. Give it up for Terrell Furman Jr. How you doing, man? Yes, sir. Mate. Making sure, making sure we're here and we're right. I, I love mean, whenever Colby brings on Terrell, he says wherever he lays his hat is his home. I like it. I like it because he so does. It, it, very, yeah, I mean, it, it's true, but it's just a very, very random saying. Well, it's like with dude, when I have on other people, they have one podcast. He's got yeah. so many that I'm just like, what? What do I promote? You know what I mean? Sure. So got to go with yeah, the hat yeah, angle. Uh-huh. The hat, the no, hat. I like angle, it. Man. I like it. It, it. We get in there. We get in there. We gonna add to it some more. We gonna yeah, add some more yeah. to it's, it. It's but. it's getting better and better. The you know it's taking some time. Let these things happen naturally. Just like with Hubert Davis last year, you saw year one. I mean, mm-hmm. if you were to go, uh, I would probably guess if I went up game by game on here, if you were to pr- talk UNC basketball in late to mid January last year, I feel like. UNC fans, maybe also me and C Nick might've been jabbing Terrell Furman jr. And saying, mm-hmm. Hey, how's mm-hmm. year one going with old Hubert mm-hmm. Davis? <laughs> yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, but, but tell the rest of the story. <laughs> tell the rest of the story. <laughs> but boy, I would say that that might even go into early February, like you know when they. Oh lost no, it, it was when it, they lost you at home was all the way in February, <laughs> all the way in February. It was all of that. No, I, I, I remember. I was try, basically trying to crowbar the one Duke. You know the one good Duke game where they beat UNC by twenty in Chapel Hill, and and we don't have to talk about the other two games. Okay? <laughs> yeah, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but whatever happened, it's easy to see a I tide mean, turn. Hubert Davis cool. found his stride, and all of a sudden, I mean, I'll be honest. I think I took Marquette plus like a decent number in the opener of the NCAA tournament, and they absolutely. Smoked them, absolutely destroyed them, and then the, it just continued on snowball effect. Shout out to my guy Shaka Smart, though. Yes, yes, he did a great job in year one. A lot of people weren't calling for Marquette to make the tournament, but he got mm-hmm. him there. But man, the Tar Heels, they found their rhythm. Look, twenty nine and ten in year one to give you an mm-hmm. idea, folks. Uh, that's better than the previous what? I think I believe the previous three seasons, three seasons. Well, I don't know. I guess. I guess back in 2018, 19, he was 29 and seven. Roy Williams was, but after that 14 and 19, that was the crazy COVID year. They wouldn't have made the tournament. Uh, then 18 and 11. And then last year, 29 and 10 and a deep run to the NCAA championship. And they looked like they were going to win that thing for a lot of that game. And then the Jayhawks battled back. I think they kind of stole that national championship. Um, but overall, year one, Hubert Davis. I guess I don't even want to ask your guys' opinion because there's no denying it was a great first year, right? I think that he he definitely caught his stride. I think that you know during the course of the season there was definitely a lot of moments where you would have liked to see that team play a lot better, even in the regular season, especially when you talk about embarrassing losses here and there and just never being able to really step footing, but the NCAA tournament is the best place to finally put it all together. And that's ultimately what happened. They realized what they need to do and they finally put it all together just to get that good run going. And yeah, they, there's a very good possibility that they could have been national champions and this would be a whole different conversation right here. So it was super cool, super dope. I think it was a solid first year. I won't say good, but because, but I hope that this run at the end of the year didn't neglect all the missed troubles, the backfires and everything in the regular season. Cause all of that still needs to be addressed. Well, you know, he, he was a rookie head coach and I think it's only fair that we say, you know, rookie head coaches can get better as the season progresses, just like a freshman can get better as the season progresses, you know? So yeah. And it took a buy-in from the team, which obviously happened later in the year, but yeah, the goal is to be playing your best basketball come March. And that's exactly what happened. So I think you have to be thrilled with Hubert Davis right now. And the fact that he brings back pretty much everybody, mm-hmm. you know, cause in years past, and maybe it's NIL who knows what, but in years past, Baycott's not returning love yeah. Davis yeah. aren't returning. So the fact that he's able to bring back everybody and also keep most of the bench who hardly played last year, I think that's a positive thing too. Definitely. Only- I think the biggest transfer out was Darson Garcia going to Minnesota. And he got in the, he got in the doghouse or it seemed like early in the year, or I don't know what happened, but you know, we were expecting that to be an impact transfer in. Uh, there was a family issue. He, he ended up going back 
like midway, like leaving the team because of a family issue back where he was from in Minnesota or Wisconsin. Uh, well, Terrell I, might know more than me, but it was something I, along yeah. those lines. Well, I'm sorry. Then it might not have been the doghouse. Then it might have just been some real serious shit. But regardless, Kerwin also, uh, Kerwin Walton also transferred out, and he had a bad year, but he actually showed promise, especially as a shooter as a uh-huh. freshman year two years ago. But still, I don't think UNC is going to miss him. I think it's a pretty good get for Texas Tech if he can re- revert back to his freshman self. But still, I think with how loaded UNC is, it's not like they're going to miss oh, uh, Kerwin Walton. And they brought in one. We'll we'll get to it. But I want to rattle off. Not only last year were they a fantastic basketball team, they were a great team to gamble on because they were twenty-two and sixteen ATS. Yes. So I think in that most of their losses probably were early in the year, as I would imagine. Um, uh, adjusted offense. They ended up being eighteenth in the nation. Adjusted defense, thirty-fifth in the nation. Now, if you had looked. And in, in, like I said, in, in January, that defensively, we thought this team was a mess. They fixed it though. Uh, they also shot. They were also 60th in the nation from three, 59th in the nation in offensive rebounding. And I think this was the the real like X factor for Carolina uh, as they went up. Even when the in the Duke matchup leading up to those, uh, you know, when they played uh, uh, St. Peter's. Um, 59th in, in offensive rebounding and second in the nation in defensive rebounding. So they limited your opportunities. And that really, I think was, was the heartbeat of this team. Um, 30% in the nation from, from free throw, they were 39th in pace and uh, they, they were 53rd in the nation at taking care of the, the, the basketball. But I mean, we didn't mention the loss of Brady manic because I will say this, uh-huh. He was fucking fire towards the end of the year. He was absolute fire and was, was able to stretch that. I feel like stretch it was a floor. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a nightmare matchup because he was like smooth Sam Perkins back there just drilling threes. Um, it, it was a perfect compliment to Baycott, you know, because yeah. if you had two two big guys clogging the lane, then you limit some of the effectiveness of the perimeter. But the fact that Manic basically lived on on the wing as a three point shooter, I think that just opened up the floor for everybody and. If you look at their run to the final four, you know why UNC was so dangerous last year. Round one, uh, Manic goes for twenty-eight and eleven. Round yep. two, Davis drops thirty. Round three, Love drops thirty. Round four, to get to the final four, Baycott goes for twenty and twenty-two. I <laughs> mean, you got so many different people. Good luck trying to to stop that. You know, you can't focus on yeah. one guy. There's there are four guys that could, and then and then the unsung hero is Leaky Black. And I wish Leaky Black played Leaky Black doesn't show up on a box score. Leaky yeah. Black, you have to watch. If you don't watch Carolina basketball, you will never know Leaky Black's on the court. Right. You have to watch the game, and you'll know Leaky Black was there, and Leaky Black had an impact in every single game he played in. Definitely, it's straight up shut down defender, and he doesn't need the ball on offense. And you have two like ball dominant guards that like to to shoot a lot. He's the perfect fit there as well. So he he's the perfect glue man for that. When Leaky when Leaky said he was coming back, that's when I said, "All right, now this can be an actual run." Without Leaky, Leaky, I don't think that this team sticks together. He's a hundred percent the glue that keeps that team together and a catalyst. I'll say for the run because again. These guys thought they were done after that last year. Yeah. They thought they were done. They thought that run was going to be the last. And they said, all right, we're just going to go our separate ways. No, everybody, like you said earlier, everybody came back. So it's a reason why, you know, their odds are as high as they are or as low as they are, is because this team is looks shades like 
that last NCAA tournament team that came back after they got upset by Villanova and won championship. It does look like that. Yeah, but then, I've said enough nice things. Let me say this: just just because <laughs> you know you're 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 highly ranked and you're you know most people are picking you to go to the final four. That's not that doesn't always work out that way. Ask UCLA and Gonzaga from last year. No, okay? it's every year. It's yeah. every. I think Baylor was yeah. the only year. Every year, somebody. That's the only reason why I am very high on UNC regular season. I think we'll have another fantastic regular season. But when you get to that tournament, Vegas tells you, hey, we don't just because we put their odds at the lowest don't mean we think they're going to win. Those are actually the teams that just pick up all the liability and end up folding somewhere in the tournament. So I'm very concerned from the fact that they're here. If they were like two to 20 to one, 18, like somewhere in the it, middle. OK, I would have liked that. But being the favorites, nah. It's almost a perfect comparison to UCLA the year before because you remember UCLA was struggling, uh, yeah. Mick, Mick Cronin, and then all of a sudden they get in, they get in the la- one of the the play-in games, and they're they're actually losing at halftime. It was Michigan, Michigan State. State. Yeah, it was Michigan yeah. State. Yeah. Izzo's beating them at halftime, I think, by like twelve, and they get hot in the second half. Now Carolina mm-hmm. showed signs of life before the NCAA tournament. They showed it late to me in the regular season, but you know when uh, they beat Shad Duke, you could say it. when they beat Shad Duke. <laughs> Exactly. We, it, to, we all uh, knew what game that, we were talking that, about. That was Let's the just best. Because you had that awkward thing. They were all celebrating. <laughs> they all thought this was going to be a win. And then Coach mm-hmm. K's got to talk to the crowd. It was mm-hmm. f- for a, look, I'm not a Duke fan. I'm not a Carolina fan. That was fucking hilarious. But, mm-hmm. um, okay. Well, look, Brady Mannix gone. Dawson Garcia's gone. Kerwin Walton transferred out to Texas Tech. Uh, Garcia went to Minnesota. And then Anthony Harris went to Rhode Island with Archie Miller. Um, I want to talk about what you know what's coming into Chapel Hill because they had a good recruiting class. I don't know how many minutes will be seen from these guys, but they also landed a key guy in the transfer portal. But before we get to all that, I want to tell you folks out there that the North Carolina Tar Heels 2022-23 season preview episode is brought to you by WinBet. Bet a hundred dollars at WinBet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/w-y-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by Babbel. Yeah, yes, if you're like me, you know, and there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in high school, certainly me, it's never too late to start with Babbel. Babbel's the language learning app that's sold more than 10 million subscriptions. That's a lot of fucking subscriptions, all right? Uh, Thanks to Babbel, I mean, learning a new language is really easy. And what's great, I I can't emphasize this enough, because if you're like me, you can just tune out after a long period of time. But 10 minute episodes, 10 minute lesson plans. I mean, how great is that? They, you can learn 14 different languages, Spanish, French, Italian, German, etc. cetera. Um, look right now, get up to 55% off your subscription. When you go to babble.com slash SGP, that's B a B B E L.com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babble it's language for life. Um, all right. Well, we talked about what left the Tar Heels program. In comes six three guard Seth Trimble from Wisconsin, thirty seventh ranked recruit in the nation. Six nine center Jalen Washington, the forty seventh recruit in the nation from Gary, Indiana. Not going to the Hoosiers and Mike Woodson. Ouch. Uh, six eight uh, Tyler Nickel, who was the seventy ninth ranked recruit out of Virginia, uh, t- giving Tony Bennett no love. Uh, so the, you got three top 100 recruits coming in. 
are they even going to see the floor much? I mean, maybe in some of these blowout at a conference games, but when it comes to conference play, you think these guys will be, you know, contributing a, a lot to this team? No, I don't. I, I think that you may have some opportunity there for somebody to play their way into a spot, but ultimately, and we've seen it last year, this team's not going to go very deep into their bench, you know, and then you got to think of the guys that are still ahead of them on that, on that roster. I think that those guys probably are just going to be really, really good, just absorbing and learning everything. And maybe during the course of the regular season, but when it comes down to crunch time, when you get into some of these, you know, high powered ACC games or the ACC tournament or anything like that, I think it's going to be the same core seven of guys. Yeah. Well, last year was the core five, you know, cause really it was just all about their starting five Yeah. now with one more year under the belt, they might get more contribution from like Dontrez styles, or I think puff Johnson had a, a good game or two towards the end. Yeah. In the, the tournament, in the tournament. Yeah. Okay. And Justin McCoy, another guy. Um, I think if they're going to have the, the type of regular season that you want, they're going to have to get some bench contribution. It can't just be five dudes. You know, so whether that is some of those guys I just mentioned or some of the the uh, true freshmen, they they need a couple of those guys to uh, emerge. Well, what's funny is we talked about what they lost in the portal: Garcia, Walton, and Harris gone. But I think they won the portal when they landed Pete Nance, yes, son of former mm-hmm. Cleveland Cavalier Larry Nance and and brother of Larry Nance Jr. Um, I mean, I know Northwestern wasn't a great program, but anytime you watch Northwestern, I was always like. This fucking guy's good. Why is he at Northwestern? 15.7 <laughs> boards, shoots 45% from 3. That was a gigantic get and it, and it kind of reminds me, it kind of reminds me of Brady Manick because he's 6'10 and he can bury threes. So it, yep. it, they're following that blueprint that got him to the national championship a year ago. I mean, right when I saw this, look, b- before they landed anybody in the portal, I thought, "Oh man, they're going to be number, you know, one or two, maybe three in the nation." Then I saw them land Nance, and I go, "Oh man!" I go, "This is a dream scenario here." Um, I, I mean, what do you, what do you guys think of the Nance kit? I think it's amazing. I think it was amazing, and it was one of the best moves to play, especially when you thought Garcia was going to take over that next role. Like they thought Dawson Garcia was going to be that next guy to kind of take that fourth spot, and he ends up leaving, and you bring in Nance, who honestly you can say is better. It's yeah. better because not only is he a stretch four, but he has a completely different playing style from Brady Manic. where if Armando gets early fouls, if you want to play around with this rotation and have, you know, one of them on a court at all the same times, Nance can post up. He has a post up game and he'll be able to, you know, battle down with the bigs of the ACC. So he can do it all. He can stretch the floor. He can come play inside. I think it was a great get. Yeah, Nick, did you cringe when you saw uh, Pete Nance go into <laughs> Chapel Hill? I'd be lying if I was like, "Come on, man, leaving Northwestern with the Dukie, the Dukie yeah. as head coach and Chris Collins going to UNC." It's like, "Come on, man!" But no, nah, it, it's on paper. It certainly seems like he's going to fill that four spot perfectly. And it, that last stat you mentioned, the forty-five percent from three, that's going to allow them to do the same things offensively as last year. So it does seem like a very nice fit. 
Well, uh, look, we're going to hop into the schedule, but before we hop into the schedule, I want to tell you that the college basketball experience is brought to you by no house advantage. No house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You can play in pick them contests versus other people for a shot at winning 250 K in cash. Yes. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for corrected picks and climb up that leaderboard for your shot to win big money every single day. And look, it's not just NFL. I know NFL's dominating everything right now, but it, hey, there's, it's for NBA, it's for MLB, it's for PGA, MMA, NASCAR. All right, so check it out. Make sure you check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined. Sign up now with the promo code SGPN at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app to get the first deposit deposit match of up to twenty five dollars. Um, we're also brought to you by promoguide.us. Yes, promoguide.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies. And I got to say, we've been looking at their daily promo updates and they have some of the the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you, you know, what team is more probable to win, but they more they're they're more more like tell you like, okay, where you can get the best odds, how to track down and cash in big on all the constant changing promotions out there. So, I mean, you got to check out promoguide.us and check out their 100% track transparent and proven method for betting smarter. So make sure you check out promoguide.us. We're also brought to you by Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all the major sports books. You can also compare the different sign up codes and promo codes from sports book to sports book to assure that you get yourself the best deal possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep uh, records of all your games and betting activity, which is huge for me because you get me in November, December, January. When we got what you know, NFL, college football, college basketball, NBA, NHL. Uh, this year we even have the World Cup. God forbid there's a boxing match or a UFC thing that you want to touch on. I mean, I can get unorganized. So what's great is they organize it for you. Go to oddtrader.com/bluewire. Oddtrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, we are back talking Tar Heel basketball, and I got a schedule in front of me, folks, and I want to look. Unfortunately. We do not have ACC odds, but I do now have the ACC schedule. Remember, like a, a month ago, when I was previewing some of these other teams, I didn't have the ACC schedule, and and I, I do have the national championship odds. Where currently, actually, they are uh, Gonzaga is actually the favorite from what I'm seeing uh, at most sports books. Okay, uh, UNC being second, Kentucky being third, Houston being fourth. Um, kind of surprised Gonzaga is. I mean, maybe because they've never won the championship. Yeah, like, why like, they, this has uh, got to be their year. They're like the Dallas Cowboys of college basketball. <laughs> Every year is their year. Every yeah, year is their year. Yeah, I but mean, it hasn't been yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, getting Timmy back. That's what's so great about this potentially this college basketball season in general is the NIL. I think the the NIL is a direct result of seeing potentially Baycott back because we we know he would have. Mm-hmm. We think he would have been drafted uh, in the in the probably the early second round maybe. Um, but why risk that? You know, because the the NBA draft is weird. It's not like the NFL draft. Because like some scouts will be like in New Zealand or uh-huh. wherever, and you'll be gr- drafting guys. And f- I've probably countless years thought there was going to be guys that were going to be drafted that end up not drafted. So um, it's only a two round draft. So I do think college basketball is getting stronger uh, this season. So yeah, right now you can get UNC at plus one thousand to win the national championship. Hey. Win bet, get over there. Um, let's has uh, Trill Furman made a bet yet? No, I have not made a bet yet. He's it's waiting hard, for that regular that season win to college basketball. You <laughs> said what? I was saying it's hard to that, you know most most of us haven't completely turned the page to college basketball yet. We're not even really thinking it yet, but 
this is why we're doing these previews is that it's not too far away. So we got to start getting in the mindset. Uh-huh. And I, th- I think he's waiting for the ACC win total to drop or, you know, okay. to come out or the regular season win total to drop. Um, oh yeah, for sure. We haven't seen that yet, but uh, okay. So I'm looking at the schedule. They open the season against UNC Wilmington, UNC Wilmington, not bad. Should have made the NCAA tournament last year. but got upset uh, in their conference championship game. If memory serves me correct. Um, so out the gate, they, they got a couple of small schools, UNC Wilmington, then college of Charleston, then Gardner Webb, the running bulldogs, and then JMU all in chapel Hill. I mean, uh-huh. we don't expect any of these games to be a game, right? Is it, this is four and O is what should be happening here, right? Yeah. Charleston game and game last year, but, but, but yeah, yeah. All right. yeah. yeah all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But then they head off to the Phil Knight invitational. And they are taking on the Portland Pilots on November twenty fourth. Uh, Nick, did, correct me if I'm wrong. Duke's in this as well, right? Yeah, but I don't know if it's like an actual, you know, like a tournament, like bracket style. Yeah, it, I think it's like I think it's like groups. Like there's yeah, like groups in okay. there. Okay, funky. And honestly, I haven't looked too much into it, well, but I don't it, think it's necessarily like Duke and UNC could play in the final. Yeah, no, no, no. Yesterday we did the Duke preview. Go listen to that. College, subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. But I was on Phil Knight's website and I was confused, uh, just like I am today when I pulled this up. So they're at Portland, in in the city of Portland, because this is where this is taking place. And then they will get the winner of Iowa uh, of Iowa State and Villanova. Which could be a nice matchup there with Kyle Neptune taking over for Jay Wright in, in Philadelphia there, uh, and then they will get you know the winner of of the rest of the field. Um, any chance? Do you, I mean, do you see them just breezing through? I mean, any chance Nova gives them a game? Are they too undersized? You know, like what do you think? Well, in Nova, in Nova, chance I think they give them a game just because I think that that's the game that company over there says, all right, it's a new regime. This is a new team. We're going running a new philosophy. We're keeping a lot of the same old things, but Hey, this is our chance to, you know, kind of make a statement. So I think the Villanova game be interesting, but honestly, I still think that this is a sweep thus far, whether it's I, Villanova or Iowa state. Yeah. I mean, Nova lost a lot <clears throat> and, and Iowa state, they had a nice story <clears throat> last year too, but I mean, UNC should be hands down better than both those teams, especially that early in the year. So that that takes us almost out of the month of, of uh, November, but they have the ACC Big Ten Challenge, and I think this one could be could be an interesting one. Uh, Indiana Trace Jackson Davis is back, and uh, the who this game is in Bloomington, Indiana. This one could be a game. I actually thought Mike Woodson did a, a pretty good job year one, exceeded my expectations of how he would mm-hmm. be in year one as a coach. Could this be a little trap game here for the for the Tar Heels? Uh, I mean, I, I still expect Indiana to be a top twenty-five team, but what do you what do you make of this one in Bloomington? I think that if there is a game that's coming up anytime in their schedule, it has to be that Indiana one. I was trying to look it up, and I still haven't gotten a chance to find it. But I wanted to see kind of the history of recently of that ACC Big Ten Challenge, you know over the course of last season, I think who was it that was just beaten? It was, I think it was the big East and they just had maybe the big 12 or it was the big 10, somebody's number. They just, one whole conference had the other conferences number and was won that, almost every game. Was that big 12 versus sec? No. It, Cause I think uh, sec fared out. Well, I think last year yeah. the big 10 actually had a great success against the ACC. And I think that's what you might be referring to. 
Uh, well, our, our guy in the chat, Dylan Hyder, fellow Duke fan. All right, we got strength in numbers here. Hell yeah, man! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what up, the Patrick Fisher as well? The chat is alive and well. Hop in if you want to talk Carolina basketball. Or you have any questions regarding them? So they actually have. Well, uh, I think this is a losable game here. No, yeah, I'm good yeah, no, no. I think this is actually this is going to be a game, especially in Indiana. This is their first true road game, and you know I love to fade these big schools, big teams, like with a whole bunch of pressure. And everything, I love to fade them in their first road game. So this this is going to be a good one. Well, and and I actually believe they're you know we did Duke's preview yesterday to to compare it to Duke's. I think they're 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 like November December is harder than Duke's because they not only do they go at Indiana the very next game they play, which is just a few days later, is at Blacksburg against Virginia Tech. Now Virginia Tech's mm-hmm. they're not loaded this year, but you know Mike Young's doing a solid job there. I do think they're going to be. A bubble team this year, so that's that becomes a tricky game there in Blacksburg because I feel like that's always a tough place to go to. Whether it was Buzz Williams, whether it's Mike Young, I feel like it's a tough mm-hmm. place to grab a win if you're not ready. For you know, sure. if you're overlooking that game, you could catch an L there. So, and and what's interesting here is they get Georgia Tech after that. Now Georgia Tech, this is in Chapel Hill, but still, comparing that to Duke's schedule, they didn't have the back-to-back ACC opponents in early December. Well, mm-hmm. considering UNC's average age is probably like twenty. Two and a half, and Duke's is probably eighteen and a half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad Duke has an easier schedule at the gates. Yeah, <laughs> so they get uh, Georgia Tech on December 10th, coming to Chapel Hill. Georgia Tech just fired their athletic director, which makes me think Josh Pastner better, better, uh, you know, get, better have a good season this year. Uh, then they get the Citadel, who's not bad in the SoCon, uh, on December 13th. And then I think these, there's some big ones here. They got the CBS sports classic, December 17th in New York city against the Ohio state Buckeyes. This one is a dangerous game. Cause I thought this, oh, this is this disgusting game, this disgusting game. They're playing this in these big arenas. Yes. Man, yes. They need to take college basketball back to its roots and gyms. Hey. We don't want arenas. We want just gyms. Hey, that's it. A hundred percent agree. I love a home environment. I would yes, much rather watch. Campus. Yes, North Carolina at Indiana. That place is going to burn down if Indiana wins. Comparing that to this Ohio State game in New York, I'm sorry, it's, it's disgusting. It is. You know what? It is. Usually I'm with yeah. you, but playing at Madison Square Garden, there's something about MSG, man. And Duke plays there one time every year, and there's something about Madison Square Garden, and those games are usually always really entertaining, and the players want to play in it. That's that's the biggest stage, man. That's you know. So that's like that, the one that's, pass that's as fine. far as that's fine, but let's do that for maybe like a championship tournament. But keep the games at the schools. Keep I love the games it. at the schools I love and it. those Speaking my language. Speaking my language. We didn't talk about this pre-episode, Nick. But yes, instead of playing at the what is that, the Rose Garden in Portland for the Phil Knight thing? Come on. Yes. If you put that thing. Yeah, go. Put Take that it to thing, campus. Yeah, come on, Put let's go. I, I'll still say basketball is a little bit different than football here, and the one place that's okay with me is Madison Square Garden. Uh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. That's like the Rose Bowl. You get an occasional. It's like it's like when the when the when when uh, Wisconsin played LSU at Lambeau. You get like okay, you know, it's hard to disagree with Lambeau. You know what I mean? Uh, but let me ask you this: Could they? Could Ooh, could Ohio State? Fun. They get Ohio. Yeah, it was you, you, I, 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 I could hear the sarcasm, um, uh, December 17th, they get Ohio state followed by December 21st in Charlotte. 
Come on, play this at Chapel Hill. No, that game no, makes no, no sense. No, yeah. that does, but it's okay because I'm gonna be in full force down and in, in the bottom. I will be at this game 100. <laughs> Michigan, sure. North Carolina, Juwan Howard, Hubert Davis. Uh, I don't believe they were ever teammates, but I'm sure they played against one another. But uh, this that, has to be some kind of like series where they're gonna be playing in, in Detroit next year or something. Like yeah. why would they randomly choose Charlotte? Well, it's called the Jumpman Invitational for whatever that's worth. Um, but I mean, so yeah, you know Michael Jordan, Charlotte. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I think Jordan does Michigan's uniforms now, right? The company. I think mm-hmm. they do. Yeah, Maybe right. Um, and then they end the 2022 season at Pitt. Jeff Capel make or break year. Okay, let's get let's cut down to it. At, by the time 2023 starts, how many losses? Do you think Carolina will have Nick? You go first. You're the Duke fan. <laughs> we know you're you're one. looking at this from a slant. I'll say one. I I, I try to be impartial. I I'll say one loss. Okay, Terrell. What are you thinking here? I mean, shoot. Nick said one. I say one. I um, you you might get lucky and get two. That's probably like plus two fifty. <laughs> yeah, but. Nah, I I really want to say zero, but that Indiana game is a that Indiana game is gonna be a good one. So that's that's the one that I think is a hiccup. I think they handle Virginia Tech. I think they handle ACC play pretty honestly, but it's just I'm curious on how this Big Ten basketball and this North Carolina team is gonna adjust. I would like to see them win against Indiana and kind of adjust from how Indiana beat them and use that versus Ohio State and a Michigan, but. Yeah, I think I think one is fine, but I'm leaning I mean, closer to zero. It's basically the same roster as last year. They lost three before January hit last year. Yeah, but Hubert Davis, I feel like the buy-in. You mentioned this, and I I get what you're doing over there, Duke fan. All right, he's trying. Uh, yeah, you so, see, I wasn't. And, you see, I didn't say anything. I didn't even they, acknowledge and it. Then they lost three more in January last year. But, oh, you know, that's yeah, just trying to. Yeah, yeah. Show, show us how many we lost in the tournament and where we ended up at. You guys lost as many as Duke lost in the tournament. Oh, yeah, got a lot oh. further too. <laughs> got a lot further too. <laughs> one round, one round. <laughs> Well, look. Who gave Who gave Duke the L? Yeah, oh, we don't have to talk about that, right? Coach K's retirement oh, with with a rival loss. Ooh, ooh. Oh, you lost your your last regular season and game period. Whew. Send him to <laughs> send him to that old folks home with the L. Tough. No, honestly, so that, moving that rivalry is really dead. Like the Duke rivalry is really dead at this point. Like you oh, lost the, his last <laughs> regular season game and his last game ever. At but, what point ever? But, Last time know. he went, how many games last, in a row does Duke have to win for that to just like go away? <laughs> last time he walked into Chapel Hill, he walked out with a twenty-point win. Ooh, ooh, okay. ooh! All right, that's the thirty-three <laughs> percent in baseball. You were doing amazing. <laughs> All right, well, look, hold on. I want to talk a little bit about the ACC conference schedule, but before I do that, I want to tell you that we're brought to you by the Elias Game Plan app. Yes. Did you know that the best day of the week is actually Monday, Thursday, and Sunday because it's NFL season over at the Elias game plan app. And that's their favorite time of year. And look, whether you're into fantasy football leagues or maybe betting on your team, or maybe you're just talking highlights around the ro- the water cooler at work, the NFL season just got a lot better. Thanks to, to the Elias game plan app. Yes. The ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. And in case you're wondering, Elias game plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats. Yes. The Elias sports bureau, the official statisticians of us pro sports leagues. 
Uh, and look, the Elias game plan app is going to give you everything league validated team and player news and stats, head to head team comparisons, which they'll give you ahead of the matchups. So like, if you wanted to look at a couple weeks ahead of time, boom, they'll, they'll line you up there. They'll give you key uh, Elias game insight, expert game analysis, which uh, you know, they'll give you advantages in betting. They'll help you pick your fantasy lineup. They do it all. Elevate the NFL season today and download the Elias game plan app. That's E L I A S. And right now I have a, a special offer for when you do subscribe, get 15% off your annual subscription uh, subscription. If I could talk, but only if you could uh, use the promo code SGPN 15, find the Elias game plan app in the app store, or Google play store. Once again, use that promo code SGPN 15. We're also brought to you by Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL red zone plus games in 4k at no extra charge. There's over a hundred channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. You can watch it on all your devices, never miss a game or never miss an episode of your favorite show because they have included cloud-based DVR. There's no contract. There's no commitment. You could cancel at any time right now. You can try Fubo TV for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to Fubo TV.com slash SGP. That's F U B O TV.com slash S G P. And look, we're talking college football. Make sure you subscribe to the college football experience because we talk college football year round over there. We talk college basketball year round over here. And we come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience, subscribe, tell a friend. All right. Uh, so we, I'm not going to go through every single game on the schedule, but I'm curious if there's a spot where you think w- oh, w- 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 yes, oh, yes, yes. yes. See, that's all you had to do. That's all you had to do. <laughs> what is the trickiest spot you think when you you see like a three game stretch where you go, Ooh, I don't know how we're gonna make it through there. I it might be the final three games to tell you the truth, like when I look at it, but I'm curious what you guys think. I mean, there's a stretch in January where you get at Virginia. And at Louisville, but I don't know if Louisville's there yet. UVA is projected to be right there with Carolina, um, uh, you know, depending on on who you talk to. But I know from publications that I, I've seen, they say UVA is the second in order in the ACC. So that would be there. Duke being third, but I think some publications will also have Duke at second. Um, I mean, I look at the part where they. I mean, yes, February fourth, they're at Duke. Followed by at Wake. I think Steve Forbes is going to continue to to grow Wake's program, but t- to me, I think it's the end of the season. The final three game stretch. Um, you look at what teams they get twice. Because remember the ACC, old school ACC in the nineties and stuff. When me and NC Nick were watching these, you get two team two matchups between every team. Now round it's round not. Round. Yeah, now it's not like that. They do get Virginia twice. They do get Virginia twice. That's interesting, and obviously they get Duke twice. So in that capacity, I think it might be a little harder of a schedule than say Duke has. Um, what what do you guys think st- uh, for the hardest stretch of the season for Carolina? What Nick, you got, Terrell? Oh, all right, yeah. It, it's that last stretch for me. It's the last. I think there's certain spots like you know at UVA is going to be a tough spot. Maybe Louisville is a tougher spot. We'll see. I think we all think Wake Forest is a little bit going to be better this year, and so. Uh, Wake Forest is probably going to play up during those games, but they that last stretch of Virginia coming to town, then you're going on the road to Florida State, and then Duke coming back. I think that's a I think that's a, a questionable spot right there. Just three tough teams, probably one, two, three, four in the ACC of some kind of order. So, yeah, I think that's got to be the hardest part, and especially going into ACC play, you probably want to get up, pick up some wins there. 
Yeah, they get the yeah, benefit and, of and having also two in going Chapel Hill. That uh, going into that three game stretch, the two games before that are two back to back road games at NC State at Notre Dame. UNC is better than both those teams, but still, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, tough road environments there. You know, there's a rivalry game, you know, in there as well, but it's, it's certainly the end, the end stretch. If you want to say three, or you can say the last five games, it's tough. And I, I think UNC is going to, you know, drop at least one of them. Yeah. I think yeah. a couple, I could say between those five games, I definitely think a couple of them can fall. Not the last one, but you know, of the first, <laughs> of the four, but before that, I think a couple of them. So, you guys going to lose in Cameron then? Okay, that works. Yeah. No. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Remember what happened last time when we didn't know? Oh, man. Uh, look, this March time, we're not going to have all that hoopla surrounding it where our players got distracted. Okay. <laughs> and you're going to have the Shire situation. Hubert Davis just lived. That's what's so compelling, uh, you know, compelling about this rivalry is now you have. Uh, Shire basically. Mm-hmm. And, and what, I wonder if we'll have the same struggles early on, just like Hubert Davis had, and then maybe the team will, you know, I think the only difference is Davis's team was you know, much, a uh, much more veteran senior. bunch in, yeah. in, in, yeah. in his Way first much year. More senior. Right. Yeah. But the comparisons are there. Obviously you have two first year head coaches that have never been a head coach anywhere before, never been an assistant coach anywhere before other than that, their alma mater. So obviously you can draw a lot mm-hmm. of the comparisons. Okay. And what you can say real quick for even going actually handicapping that last game is that that freshman bunch, that that young bunch, they already experienced one game of the rivalry. Like they already experienced that. It may have been on their home floor, but now they kind of got those, hey, we we played the rivalry game before. Now we just got to go into a hostile environment and play them again and, yeah. you know, take a second L for the season. Uh, <laughs> if, you're looking, well, if you're looking at Duke, by the time March 4th rolls around, the best recruiting class ever will be a lot more mature than, you know, in early February. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, for sure. No, that's a good, that's good. Yeah, they will. Uh, well, look, look, okay. Before we close this out, what is, what is a great year now for Hubert Davis? I know this is a kind of a, a, a loaded question because the guy went to the NCAA cha- championship in year one. So what is a disappointing year and what is a great year? For uh, Hubert Davis and the Tar Heels this year, uh, as you know, obviously the pressure's higher. Just like we mentioned, comparing it to UCLA a year ago, uh, is it Final Four is still a great year or Elite Eight a great year? No, I think I think Final Four, ch- national championship game, winning the championship, all that probably constitutes as a great year. A a good year, honestly, a, a final four might even be in a good year category, to be honest. And a great is going back to the championship and winning, but a good year is getting through the sweet 16. Uh, I would say that you definitely feel like you decline or, you know, if you don't make the sweet 16, that's going to be looked at as a bad year in Carolina fans eyes. And then, you know, the organization eyes, they feel like that they can make another run. That's why everybody came back to make another run. You got to make it at least to the sweet 16 and get out the first weekend. Well, if, if you don't make it to the Sweet 16, I mean, there that would be a serious. I like wow, like you know, I, I don't know what happened, but I, I think you really have to make the Final Four. I, I think you know, with everybody coming back, with being one of the favorites, you know, maybe them and Gonzaga. I think it's probably Final Four or bust. I mean, an Elite Eight is still a pretty good run. You know, I guess you're not too upset, but I, I don't know. I'm not the UNC fan troll is, but I would say this is Final Four or bust. Yeah, I mean, you have to make the Final Four, and that's a good year. I wouldn't even say that's great. That's a good year. Elite eight. I think that's a, if you make it like, if you lose out in elite eight, okay, I'm all right. Well, that, that sucks. But 
you know, you still had a good year, but it's that sweet 16. Like you got to make it through sweet 16. If, sure. if you don't get through that, then it's absolutely a bust of a year and you just wasted their time. All right. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting pressure. You know, we've talked about this earlier in the episode, but a lot of teams that get this pressure, the second go around, you know, you can even go back to the, uh, the UNLV team with Larry Johnson and Stacey Ogman and stuff. The second go around is harder we'll than the first them. go around. We'll oh, beat them in oh, the oh, now you're, now you're coming at oh my, my guys. <laughs> now you're coming at my guys. Uh, I don't want to hear Greg Anthony fouled on. No, that was bullshit. On, on that was call, bullshit. Okay? Dude, getting those calls, Bobby Hurley. That was a block. Having this yeah. argument again. <laughs> <laughs> Folks subscribe to the college basketball experience. Uh, look, we're, we're, we're on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Uh, I'm on Twitter at the Colby D NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore underscore N I C K Terrell Furman jr. On Twitter at really rail underscore underscore. Check out the NBA gambling podcast. Check out the WNBA gambling podcast. Check out the NFL gambling podcast. And every Saturday morning, he's with me on the college football experience pregame show. So check out all that. Uh, also get the SGPN app, check out the sports gambling podcast and come talk college hoops with us. Discord sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. We talk college hoops year round in there and college football. Maybe you're upset with Mac Brown. Hop in the college football thing. Tell us what you, th- if you're a Carolina fan, tell us how you feel about that, that, that lemon you just put out uh, against Notre Dame. Regardless, check it all out, folks, and uh, appreciate everyone listening. And uh, yeah, I cannot wait. November 7th can't get here fast enough. This is the college basketball experience, North Carolina Tar Heel style. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here. When we were winning conference titles and going to the final four, we were making a statement.